0: Greetings, brothers and sisters. We praise God for his goodness. We praise him for his mercy. We thank the Lord for every opportunity that we are given to share the word of God. God has a word for us. We are back in our uh, Bible Matters uh, series. Again, this is the series of Bible lessons that um, the subject and the theme could really be anything, whatever God gives at the time. And uh, there is no Planned uh, rhyme or reason. It is just what God gives at that moment. Um, And we just begin to talk about it and get into it. And as best we can through the aid of the Holy Ghost, we go uh, as far into it as possible. So the subjects do cover a range of different topics, but they're good and they're necessary and they're practical, especially for this day and age. Um, I'd like you to turn your attention to the book of Isaiah. Uh, The prophet, I'd like you to look at chapter 66, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. Um, The um, uh, verses 1 through 4 of Isaiah chapter 66, Um, we will go as far as we can with that um, endeavoring to get through um, uh, as much as possible, but really the main ones, the main Um, scriptures to focus in that set is really uh, verses uh, one and verses uh, number two. The Bible says this, thus saith the Lord, the heavens, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. He that sacrificeth a lamb, as if he cut off a dog's neck. He that offereth an oblation, as if he offered swine's blood. He that burneth incense, as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I also will choose their delusion and will bring their fears upon them because when I call, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes and chose that in which I delighted not. May God, as always, bless those that hear and do his word as we say The blessing is in the doing of the word. You can't just hear the word. You have got to become obedient to the word of God. The word of God is not there just to give you a good bedtime story or something to listen to. No, the word of God is full of instruction, and you must use the word of God. You must come under obedience to the word of God if you're going to get anything out of it, if you're going to get the blessings that. Um, the lord promises to you well all, all that's tied to obedience those are not things you're going to just get for the sake of getting no you're going to uh, get it because of obedience not you're not going to get it because you're just listening remember listening in scripture or to god um, is not just uh bringing in information um, um through your uh, your audio receptors or through your ears no listening to god is always, always, always um, synonymous with obedience. So in God's kingdom, in God's eyes, if you heard the word and then you did not do the word, then you did not hear the word. So that's the way that works. Make sure that you are not in that group that, uh, that uh, hears the word, does nothing um, with the word, and then goes around talking about God bless me because I'm listening. You're not listening. You're being disobedient. So you don't want to fall into that. Um, We thank the Lord for this scripture, Isaiah 66, verses 1 1 through 4. And today I want to talk a little bit about um, heaven and earth. Amen. I want to talk a little bit about heaven and earth. Remember, verse 1 said, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is what? My footstool. Where is the house that ye build unto me? Um, where is the place of my rest um, for all those things have mine hand made and all those things have been said the Lord, but to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word that verse one said. Uh, the heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. And so we want to talk a little bit about um, heaven and earth. Throughout scripture, you will hear the phrasing heaven and earth. Oftentimes, um, they are paired together in the scripture, heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. So it's not, a, um, it's not an uncommon thing to find um, in the scripture, the, 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 this combo, if you will, um, of heaven and earth both of them kind of bundled together. Amen. In the book of Revelation, we have detailed information, amen, uh, regarding heaven and regarding earth, especially the new heaven and new earth. Um, And these are things that you want to familiarize yourself with. There's a lot of information um, to be known that God wants you to know. That's why it's in the scripture. Uh, the scripture is there so that you might know the wisdom of God, the ways of God. That's why it's there. You can't get it just on your own. You do need the aid of the Holy Ghost. But that's exactly what God offers, the aid of the Holy Ghost, to help you understand this is this way you're not. In study, spinning your wheels, trying to grab something and come up with something, something witty and and something snazzy to say, God doesn't do that. God doesn't need that. And and, and 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 I'd go as far as saying God doesn't want that. God wants you to humble yourself and let him speak to you. God is able to talk. Newsflash. God is able to talk, and brothers and sisters, he's talking right now. God have always been able to talk. The discrepancy has been always found in our willingness to listen. It's not that God is not talking. Many times, it's that we are not listening. For any myriad of reasons, any number of issues and things um, get in the way of us. Uh, listening and hearing God, um, perhaps the worst of which is because we have, we would rather hear our own ideas and our own thoughts than the thoughts of God. And so we take the word of God and instead of hearing what God or seeing what God is saying, oftentimes we look to try to see and validate our points, what we want. Many times we study the word, but we study the word from the perspective of simply trying to validate whatever thought or point we so-called have in our head. We don't approach the word of God as often as we should as a blank slate, saying, Lord, pour into me. But that's exactly what we need to do. Nevertheless, Isaiah 66 and 1 says, thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. The combination of heaven and earth um, as a phrase in scripture can be found throughout scripture. Usually when it is bundled together like that and the Bible refers to heaven and earth um, together or collectively, then usually what is happening is is that god is making a reference or a statement that affects or impacts all of creation. Amen. When the phrasing of heaven and earth are used together, many times it is there to represent or as a placeholder or to call it to attention that of all creation. So when he talks and he says heaven and earth is this and heaven and earth and so on and so forth, that mean God is talking about everything. That mean God wants everything's undivided attention. That means that what God is getting ready to say, what he's getting ready to give, it means that it is not selective in its application. It applies across the board. When God says heaven and earth, God is getting ready to hit everything. God is calling in everything. When God starts talking about heaven and earth, he's not leaving anything out. Okay. His, his, his will his command, whatever it is that he's getting ready to do or talk about or to declare that declaration, that statement, that will of his, his preference, his desire is applies to absolutely everything. Amen. So that's one thing to know about heaven and earth. You often see it together. And oftentimes when it is together, it is, uh, it is used to refer to everything. Amen amen amen. Now you can go further and you can split hairs and you can find instances where it applies to this and that and and, and, and that that's all fine. but we're talking about in in, in general is what we're trying to do and we're establishing that heaven and earth, if we continue with this, okay because I want to go somewhere specific today heaven and earth has always belonged to God. Let me say that again. Heaven and earth, has always belonged to God, amen, amen. Genesis one, one tells us in the beginning, God what created the heaven and the earth, amen. Genesis two and one doubles down on that and tells us thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them, not just them being finished, Uh, In the sense of their location being finished, but everything that inhabits heaven and earth, all of that, the Bible tells us and is getting across to us in Genesis two and one that God finished all of these things. Now the world's going to have its own interpretation of stuff and science is going to tell you one thing and so on and so forth. But we're not interested in what science has to say. And we're not interested in what somebody who supposes themselves to be an expert in something who wasn't there at the beginning, talking about they know what was at the beginning. No, we don't know. They don't know. But the word of God makes it very plain to us. We know that God was in the very beginning and we know that what we have is what god created we don't wonder we're not looking to the stars and we're not looking to the leading uh, professors of the day and all of these different things that's trash we don't need any of that we're not looking for any of those things god Listen, we're not worried about the origin of the universe. We're not trying to figure out where it all came from. And we certainly are not trying to figure out where it ends. Our Bible tells us everything that we need to know. And one thing that we know is that our God is what Alpha and he is Omega. The last time I checked that he was starting it off and he was the one that's wrapping it all up. So we don't have these questions and I'm glad and I hope that you're glad today that, that we don't have to get stuck on on these, these misguided points and get all off into the weeds and things because God has taken care not to conceal or hide the things that he knew humanity was going to have questioned. Now, he knew you were going to want to know where you come from. He knew you was going to want to know how it all started. He knew all of that. The Genesis story is not there by accident. It is there by divine design. God gave that to us to explain to us in a way that we could understand. God could go into further detail, but you know what? He doesn't. He does not go beyond what he's given us in the scripture. Why? Because you can't understand it. I can't understand it. God has given us exactly what we need to know. And the word tells us very plain in the beginning, God, God did all of that. He created the heaven and earth. And so heaven and earth have always belonged to God. Not only this, but heaven and earth has always been of major significance to God. So not only does it belong to God, but it means something. It's of major importance to God. Heaven has always been important to God earth has always been important to God. It's been of major significance. Look at Matthew chapter 5 and I want you to look at verse 34 and I want you to look at verse 35. Amen. Matthew thir- Matthew chapter 5 verse 34 through 35 and we're just walking through it. We're just we're walking through the scripture. We're not trying to trying to run and in fact this who knows how long this lesson will, 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 be, but you just take your time with it. Take it in bite size chunks. If you need to Matthew 534 and 35 says this, but I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven. Why? For it is God's throne nor by earth. Why? For it is his footstool, neither by Jerusalem. Why? For it is the city of the great King. Now, uh, 34 says, but I say unto you, swear not at all. Heaven and earth have always had major significance to God. It's always been important. And it's always, and because it's important to God, that means that it absolutely has meaning to God. Amen. So much so that he even cares, even down to how you refer to it, how you deal with it, how you... Talk about it. We we deal with with heaven and earth, and we throw those phrases around so casually, and we could just be talking about any kind of thing. But when it comes to God, you need to understand something. Heaven and earth is sacred to God. It's important. Amen. When we say something is 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 important to God, we're saying that it has meaning and it has value, and we're saying that it is sacred. Amen. 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 Heaven and earth. Is sacred to God, it means something. And again, right down to the point that it matters how you refer to it in your even in your everyday conversation. Amen. God said, But I say unto you, swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is his throne. You understand why is that? Because God dwells there. Amen. Amen. When we talk about heaven independently, all heaven independently also represents okay or refers to the abode of God amen not gods there is only one God there are not multiple gods there's only one God and when we talk about heaven we are talking about the abode of God amen so God it's important God says don't swear by it amen amen don't go around talking about you're going to do this by the, by, by, you know, as sure as heaven is this. And, and as sure as God said, don't do that. No, 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 no. You don't have power to control one thing. And those without power to control anything are not eligible to swear by anything. Glory to God.
1: Glory to, glory to God. Amen. 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 He says, "Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne." Psalms 113,
0: 4 through five says this: "The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, who what dwelleth on high?" He says, "Don't swear by heaven. Why? Because God
1: dwells there." Amen. Amen. Don't swear by it. Nor by the earth for it is his footstool.
0: Psalms 24, one through three says like this, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? And so the, 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 the gospel writer tells us very plainly, Not only are we not to swear by heaven as he's recording the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he says, nor by earth, for it is his footstool. Why? Because God operates there. You don't swear by heaven. Why? Because God lives there. You don't swear by earth. Why? Because God operates there. God does his
1: work there. Amen. Amen. So, in essence, God says, don't swear by where I live and don't swear by where I work. Amen.
0: Amen. Don't do that. Neither by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Jerusalem represents the sanctuary or the temple of God. Thus, in essence, it is where his name resides. Amen. Amen. So he says, I don't want you swearing by heaven. Because that's where I live. And I don't want you swearing by earth because that's where I operate. That's where I do my work. And I don't want you swearing by Jerusalem, which represents the, the the for it is the city of the great king. I don't want you to swear by Jerusalem because Jerusalem represents the temple or the sanctuary, and that's where my name is. Amen. 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 Deuteronomy 12 and 5 puts it this way: but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation shall ye seek, and thither thou shalt come. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Heaven and earth have always been important to God. Amen. It belongs to God.
0: Not only that, but it is of major significance to God. So significant that it matters how we refer and how we deal and how we view. Heaven and earth, because Matthew 5:34 and 35 makes it very plain that it's so important that God doesn't even want you to just talk about it willy-nilly. You don't talk about it with with a lack of respect. Many times we fall into that, and and we all get used to just referring to to this word, to this world, and so on and so forth, in a very casual way, in a very um, everyday kind of way, but but the reality is, is is that is is that we ought to have more respect when it comes to referring to the things that God did. Listen, this is you're looking at God's handiwork. You're looking at what God Almighty has done, and it means something. And that is what Jesus is letting us know in Matthew 5, 34 through thirty five, where he restricts the, <laughs> he re- he puts a restriction on our swearing. He said, "Don't do that." not by heaven and not by earth and not by Jerusalem which represents the temple. God says don't swear by where don't swear by where I live don't swear by where I work and don't swear by where my name is. Amen. Amen. These things are important to God. Now the enemy works hard to give mankind the uh, illusion that Somehow, he alone is in control. The enemy loves all of that nonsense. Always trying to lie, always trying to give this false uh, uh, image, this illusion, if you will, that he's in control. Okay, the enemy is going. He always does that. Wants you to have <laughs> that he's in control of heaven and, and and he's in control or that he runs things.
1: Amen. He's always doing that, but it is written family that God
0: alone created the heavens and the earth. And we read that in Genesis chapter one, the devil might try to create illusions all day long,
1: but it is written that God created the heaven and the earth. Amen.
0: The enemy is going to always try to convince you of this, that, and the other. But friend, you got to go back to the drawing board where you remind yourself of what's been written. Because it doesn't matter how much the devil comes up up and comes around or what he comes up with when he comes around. He can't change what's written. He can't undo what's written. And many of us have got to do better with getting our eyes and keeping our eyes on what God has written more so than the game and the lies and the rhetoric that the enemy is peddling around. The enemy wants you to think he's in control. He wants you to believe that he's got everything on lock. But the reality is he absolutely does not. It is written that god created the heaven and earth and the significance of that is is that if god created then what that means is is that control still belongs to god amen 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 the enemy wants you to be confused about who made this and how this was created and all these other sort he wants you to come up with all these ridiculous things and nonsense that the world talks about Why?
1: Because he wants you to doubt that the things that are happening and the things that go on, there is
0: a hand overarching that is in control. And that is the hand of God.
1: It is written that God created the heavens and the earth. And that means that God still retains control.
0: Satan, with the help of fallen humanity,
1: he runs and influences many of the systems in the world. Okay, he influences the systems of the world the governments
0: of the world, the ways of the world. But make no mistake about it.
1: Jesus, who is God Almighty, he alone still runs the world.
0: The devil might, along in cahoots with fallen humanity, might run many of the systems in the world. But just because they run many systems in the world don't mean they run the world. God is in control. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you, I'm reminding you, God is in control. And somebody to look at that because you're looking at the news and you're looking at all sorts of things going on in society. And it looks like everything is spinning out of control. And in a, and in some ways, it is spinning out of control from a certain point of view. But for as much as things seem to be spinning out of control, I'm telling you that things are quite under control because God still sits high. God still looks low. And God is still in this thing with us amen he hasn't abandoned you he has not left you and he's still in control the devil can say one thing and he will that's that's what the devil does but i'm going to guarantee you that as long as god got a church in this land god doesn't matter what the devil gonna say one thing god gonna be saying something else and i want you to know that whatever the devil's saying that's just what he's talking but when god talks it's written (laughs) glory to god Glory to God. It's immutable. It ain't changing. It ain't going nowhere. You can take it to the bank. You can cash it all day
1: long. God's word is still good. God's credit is still flawless. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God Almighty. Jesus. Still runs the world. Although some of heaven through sin have lost its way. And when we say that, we're talking about those fallen angelic host. Although some of heaven through sin have lost its way, fallen from grace
0: never to be redeemed the angelic host that failed they cannot be redeemed there is no salvation for them you'll never read about it in the world they cannot be redeemed whatsoever no
1: why because they were created with perfect knowledge of God you and I are born with a fallen nature
0: thus our knowledge of God when we are born is imperfect but they were created in full knowledge or with full knowledge of who he was and chose to rebel against the most high. There is no redemption for them. There is none for them. Talking about the fallen angelic host. And although some of heaven have lost its way, fallen from grace, never to be redeemed. And in spite of all of humanity or all of earth, through sin, having lost its way. So not only did some of the angelic hosts
1: lose their way, but all of earth lost its way. All of humanity lost its way. Wayward humans, sons and daughters, all of them eligible for redemption. But many and most refusing to be redeemed. Because God is in control at times to get the attention of wayward creation. God reserves the right and does so. God will shake heaven and earth. Glory to God. We just talking about heaven and earth. Amen. Amen. God at times will shake heaven and earth, and he reserves the right to do it.
0: guy, chapter two, verse 21 says this, speak to Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens
1: and the earth. Glory to God, glory to God. Heaven and earth belong, have always belonged to God. It has always, heaven and earth, had a major significance to God. Amen. But because of the sin infection, sometimes heaven and earth have to be shaken by God. Glory to God. Glory to God. But yet, In spite of all of this, yes, God, it belongs to God. Yes, it
0: means something to God. And yes, God's got to shake it up because of sin and unrighteousness from time to time. Yet in spite of all of this, just talking about heaven and earth, in spite of all of this, heaven and earth has always had and still has a purpose with God. Look at Isaiah chapter 45 and I want you to look at verse 18. Yes, God created it. Yes, it's significant and yes, God has to shake it up sometime. But even in all of that heaven and earth still has a purpose. Isaiah 45:18 says this for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. He created it, not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is none else. Notice what he said. Let's take that apart. Let's take some of this apart. He said he hath established it. Amen. Okay. That means God founded it. That means when we say he established it, it means he put it in place. Okay. When we say he established it, it means we're saying that God made it firm. Okay. When we say God established it, we're saying that God appointed it according to his liking or his will. Amen. Amen. So when we say he established it, okay we're saying that God put it in place and he did it just the way he wanted it amen so he not only did he create it now he, he, he not only did he put it in place not only did he make make it firm okay not only did he appoint it according to his liking his will but 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 in essence it has been made according to his specifications it is just the way he wants it. And so he says he hath established it, God himself, that formed the earth and made it. He hath established it. In other words, he made it the way he wanted it to be. Amen. The next phrase in there says he created it, not in vain. And that not in vain or vain simply means worthless or in a reference or refers to a worthless thing or something that is of no value. Amen. And so the word of God says not only have he established it, but he created it not in vain. In other words, he created it with a value. God did not create the earth. Amen. God did not create heaven. Amen. God did not put them in place to have no value. Amen, that you might not have understand the value if heaven might not mean nothing to you, earth might not mean anything to you, but you got to understand something to God. God says that when he established it, when he made it firm, when he put it in place, when he made it to his liking, he said, not only did I make it, but it also has a value. The value of heaven and earth exists whether you are able to comprehend its value or not. Amen. It doesn't rely on human understanding. Amen. It has a value that has been appointed by God. And he tells you very plainly, he created it not in vain. He did not create a worthless thing. He did not create a thing that has no value. He did not create a thing that nobody needs. He did not create a thing that's good for nothing. He did not create a thing that you can just be taken or leave it. No, it has a value. Amen. And then that third phrase, he says, He formed it to be inhabited. So not only did He make it the way He wanted, and not only did He assign a value to it, make it, uh, uh, <laughs> He didn't make it to be worthless, but in addition to that, He created it to be lived in. Thus, it was created when you think about it,
1: it was created to sufficiently sustain its inhabitants amen amen he said he formed it to be inhabited means he created it to be lived in and if he says that he created it to be lived in
0: or to be inhabited that means that within it he created everything that those inhabitants would need in order to thrive amen amen Amen. Amen.
1: He established it. He created it not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. Then he ends it and he says, I am the Lord.
0: There is none else. He wants you to know that it wasn't no Big Bang. It wasn't some other kind of ridiculous explanation. God wants you to know that he's the one that did that. Amen. Amen. Now, if we take this knowledge, okay, if we take this And then we zero in a little bit further. We
1: learn something, okay? We learn that because of this, that because heaven and earth were assigned an original purpose. We saw that in Isaiah 45 and 18. And because
0: God is not a man that he should lie, You read that in Numbers 23 and 19. Make sure you familiarize yourself with that. And because God does not change, means he's immutable. And for that, you want to take a look at Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, okay? Because heaven and earth were were assigned an original value, and because God is not a man, that he should lie. God doesn't lie. Amen. And because God does not change, okay, he gave it a value, he's not a liar, and he does not change his mind, amen, glory to God. When we understand all of these things, then the reason starts to snap into focus as to
1: why there will be one day a new heaven and a new earth, amen.
0: Because when you read Revelation, you're going to run headlong into that reality that there will be a new heaven and a new earth. Now, when you read these things isolated, it's wonderful, but yet, and, and you, there's a lot to be gained. But when you take in that truth that is revealed in the book of Revelation, and we'll read it a little bit uh, a, a little bit later on. But when you take the fact that there will be a new heaven and earth, If you back the train up a a bit and you take in what we just said, that God assigned heaven and earth an original purpose, God is not a liar and God does not change. If you take those three things in light of what we know regarding a new heaven and a new earth, then we begin to understand the reason why
1: there will be a new heaven and a new earth because sin changes our plans sin changes the plans of man sin will mess up things as the day is long sin will throw a monkey wrench in everybody's plan it always does But although sin changes our plans, it can never change, nor can it abort,
0: the plan or the will of God. Yeah, it might
1: mess up your stuff, and it will. It might mess up my stuff, and it has. But what sin cannot do is sin cannot abort the will and the plan of God. What
0: God said he's going to do, he's going to do. What God says he's going to bring to pass, family, he's going to bring it to pass. What God says will be, will absolutely be. He's not going to ask no permission. He's not going to get your advice on it. God's going to bring it to pass because he works all things after the counsel of his own will. Sin might mess up a great many things, and it does. It does. When sin came into the picture, it messed up a great many things. Romans 6.23 says it this way, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Sin messes stuff up, and sin alters our plans, but it cannot alter the plan of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel good about that. Yes, God does not bless mess. And so sin may have disqualified the current version of heaven and earth. Yes, it did. It may have disqualified the current version of heaven and earth. How do I know that? Mark 13, 31. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sin messes up things. And when it came into the picture, when it entered the fray, it messed up the current version of everything. But no matter how much it messed things up, it still wasn't enough to override the plan of God. Glory to God. I hope you feel, I hope you feel it this morning or this evening or this afternoon, wherever you are in the world, whenever you are listening to it. God does not bless mess, and sin may have disqualified the
1: current version of heaven and earth but yet sin did not change the fact that God still loves heaven and earth and that's good news it messed it all up it tore up everything got so bad that God even had to shake heaven and earth That's what sin does. Makes God so angry that he want to shake some things up. And not even heaven and earth were exempt from the shaking of God.
0: But nevertheless, with all of the shaking of God, and I don't know how you feel about it, but there's a whole lot of shaking going on right now. Disease is rampant through the land. Hatred and unrighteousness is running with reckless abandon, there's a shaking going up. And all the while, earth is rebelling, earthquakes in diverse places and all of these
1: different things, there's a shaking going on. Yet for all sin did, it did not change. The fact that God still loves, heaven and
0: earth. Look at John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Do you hear John 3.17 telling you, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be
1: saved. In spite of it all, family, God still desires There to be a heaven and earth. Not even sin could get God to abandon his plans for heaven and earth. Glory, glory to God. Sin in all its vileness and all its wretchedness. Not even that was enough to get God to abandon
0: heaven and earth. He said, I have this treasure in what? Earth and vessels. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God still desires. I'm just trying to tell you that God still desires there to be a heaven and earth. So yes, sin messed things up and tore things up and it disqualified the current version of things but God still desires a heaven and earth therefore sin simply necessitated the need for a new heaven and a new earth and I don't know about you but we look for that Second Peter 3 and 13 says it this way nevertheless we according to his promise look for new heavens
1: and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Sin couldn't get God to abandon his desire for a heaven and a earth. All it did was necessitate the need for a new heaven and a new earth. And so we look for that. We look for that. And not only do we look for it, we got a reason for why we look for it. We look for it
0: because we're promised, brothers and sisters, just that. Do you hear Jesus saying in John 14:1 through 3, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there, you may be also. Do you hear 2 Corinthians 4, 18 and verse chapter five and verse going to verse two, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are temporal. Eternal, for we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal
1: in the heavens. For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven, a new heaven and a new earth
0: it's got to be a new heaven and a new earth and i'm so glad that we're promised it we don't just look for it but we are promised that there's a new heaven and a new earth do you hear revelation 21 1 through 5 and i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more see and i john saw The holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from the cloud out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for a husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. And God shall be with them and be their God and God shall wipe away all the tears of their eyes and there shall be no more death, nor neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, behold, I make all
1: things new. And he said unto me, write, for these words are true, and they're faithful. A new heaven and a new earth. And I want somebody to know That if sin could not get God to abandon, to turn his back on creation, then I want you to understand today that God's not going to turn his back on you. In spite of all your failures, in spite of
0: all your flaws, In spite of all your circumstances that disqualify you, I'm telling you that God saw something and sees something in you that is worth redeeming. And I'm just telling you that you've got to stop fighting against God. You've got to surrender. You've got to come
1: to God with your whole heart. With your whole heart. God knows your frame. Word of God says he knows our frame. He knows that we're just dust. And we got all kind of reasons for God to not do a thing for us. Word of God says our sins testify against us. But heaven and earth was important to God. So much so
0: that the sin and unrighteousness that ensued because of disobedience. God valued heaven and earth so much that he did not even allow sin to get
1: him to change his mind. God desires fellowship with you. But you got to lay down your arms and you got to stop fighting against God. You have got to stop trying to do this thing on your own. It is not necessary. God has already worked it out. You have got to stop trying to figure this thing out. He didn't ask you to do that. He's telling you how it works. He's telling you what he wants. And what does he want? Acts chapter 2, 36 says this, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly
0: that God hath made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostle men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of
1: the Holy Ghost for the promise
0: is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. God's calling today And I pray that you are going
1: to answer. Time is winding up. The day is far spent. And evil is rampant through the land. God is going to wrap this thing up sooner rather than later. Are you ready? There's going to be a great getting up morning where that trump's going to sound. And the dead in Christ shall rise.
0: And those who remain shall be caught up to meet him in the air. Will you be
1: ready? Are you ready? Are you living rapture ready? Is your lamp trimmed, full of oil and burning bright? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lamb? It's time to get that worked out. Then Peter said unto them, Repent. Everybody got to do it, everybody's got to do it. Repent, be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's just a little something on heaven and earth. Just to remind you that if heaven and earth was so important to God, that he didn't allow sin to change the fact that he desired there to be a heaven and an earth.
0: God desired it so much that he (laughs) that he's creating a new one, a new heaven and a new earth. That's how much he wanted.
1: If God wanted so much to the fact that he'll create a new one, just to have it. Just think of what he's willing to do for you. The word of God says, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creature. Old things are passed away. Everything follows the same pattern. God knows you're full of sin and he knows you've got sin and he knows that it's always nipping at your heels. He, you were born in it. Born in sin, shaping in iniquity. And yeah, God don't want the sin and God's not okay with the sin. So God's determined if you will repent, be baptized in his name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Just as God wanted heaven and earth so much that he created a new one. He wants you so much that he'll create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit within you. God bless you. Until next time.